to Movie Reviews with Kane and Mike. And uh, I'm Kane, and that's Mike over there. Good evening, sir. Hello. How you doing? Welcome. Oh, how you doing? Welcome. I am super, by the way. You're super, yeah. I am super. So, um, this is kind of like the theme months we were talking about, uh, probably since January. This is the first one. June is the beginning of our theme months, and June is a month pioneer and dear to your heart it's superman month yes well not technically june this is not the first one we've been doing uh theme months pretty much constantly this is just like a now more focused beforehand we were doing decades so if you guys want to listen check out some of the older ones we've got you know done like the 90s the 80s the 70s you know bunch of different movie reviews and watch alongs but uh yeah so now we're jumping into the rest of the years last six months are going to be we're going to do a Superman one. We're doing Batman month. Uh, I think the Batman month will be actually his anniversary. Yep, it's uh, what is the seventy? No, eight, is it 80th anniversary of this year? I believe so. Yeah, because so Superman already. Yeah, Superman already had his 80th, and he was then he's uh, Batman was like a few years behind him. So yeah, I think it's 80 in September. I know we got a James Bond month coming up, which is near and dear to your heart. Oh yeah, which, you too. Come on now, don't don't be. Oh lying. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, look at we're uh, we actually for James Bond month. That's I have the month there, but I don't have anything. Like, yeah, that's going to be a tough it's one. Not, it's not etched in stone. It just says James Bond month because there's just so many films that we could watch and a lot to review. We literally could review all of them, but we had to pick two. We haven't picked them out yet, but um, I, I will figure that out. Yeah, I think, yeah, we got some theories. Actually, I, had a th- I have a theory rolling around in my head about that that might make yeah. it a little bit more fun. Yeah, I think we should do a reviews on each actor in the, what we feel is Ooh. their best movie of it. Not like instead of doing our normal movie reviews, pick a couple of watch alongs, but then we actually review the each actor in their in their body of work as James Bond. And compare and contrast and see who yeah. do we think yeah. is I like that idea. So actually. Be kind of fun. That way we can get everybody's included. Everybody gets in the pool when we do it that way. Even George Lazenby is going to get included. I think we can throw George and um, Timothy Dalton in as a combo. I think that because of their, their yeah, limited because, body. Uh, more. Yeah. Lazenby did one and Dalton did two or three? I believe. Three, I think, if I remember. Did he do three? I thought it was three. Different Daylights was one, and then he did another one after, which I didn't see. Yeah, I like I said, yeah, I think there were two or Maybe three. Maybe he did two. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I know at least two, minimum two, but I thought there was a third one in there, but I might be, I might be wrong. When we get the James Bond month, we'll have to check yeah. that out. So, but today we're going to start off with one of my favorite Elseworld storylines. Basically, it's not; it doesn't fall in the Elseworld series. And if anybody doesn't know what Elseworld is, DC likes to take a character and throw them in a world that doesn't connect with any other other universe. It's Superman by himself in a new world, a new a new you know series of villains, or or just something has changed. You know, an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel, for you Marvel fans out there, they do it with What If. Uh, but this is actually one of my favorite Superman books. This is uh, All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. Great book. A little bit different, not a lot different, but a little bit different from what we're going to review. The But it was probably as close as they could possibly get. Uh, and it was it was released February twenty second two thousand eleven. This was the tenth film in the DC Universe animated original movies. Was not connected by in any way by the um by well, the, the uh, by the fifty two. Sorry, I was I was drawing a blank there. You know, I was going to call I, it something else. Well, the fifty two came out in two thousand twelve, I believe. 
with War. That was the first film, and then yeah, this, I think this is the last of those solo films. Yeah, well, they had they sp- sprinkled them around. Like there was one Wonder Woman one, and then of course you know the handful of Batman ones that they did. You know that were just kind of like can I, I call them Elseworlds because they don't fall under the normal ra- world. I think um, you know most of the Batman ones fall under the Elseworld. Yeah. Uh, but this was actually written by – like the screenplay was written by Dwayne uh, McDuffie's. Um, Dwayne McDuffie's wrote for Static Shock, Justice League Unlimited, Ben 10. Um, he was uh, he was one of the one of the well-known writers in uh, – for like the DC animated. Uh, and this was released literally one day after he died. No, not, not on – you know, it wasn't like on purpose to release it after, you know, it just happened at the release date and then he died just um, one day after. So so it's a la- his last work really. Uh, but if anybody's a fan of any of the Justice League and, you know, any Ben 10, I, I – when my son was growing up, he started watching Ben 10. I was like, this one's kind of fun. I can get into this one. I think I, think I saw a handful of a couple of levels of Ben 10. It's not bad. I mean not for me but, you know, for the kiddies. I think like my kid watched. I think if you years. actually sat down and watched some, you might actually really get into it because it's so it's got a very it, the the building of it is very superhero esque and in like the backstory and everything is really fun. So guys, but I'm going to play the trailer for you guys so you can hear it if you've never heard it before. Check it out; it's on HBO Max. Uh, so if you guys want to watch it, the one thing I'll, I'll say about this one they they don't do the normal casting for no, this that what I you know from what we're used to for. The Superman or, you know, the, that cast of characters. Uh, but this is done by Bruce Tim, so don't don't you know, so don't think it's because of that. It this is a, another Bruce Tim one. So here we go. Superman's journal. Final entry. I'm dying. My turn. My cells are breaking down. I'm running out of time. Welcome to the new world. Lay down your weapons and you won't be hurt. We only have one chance to save the world. My last adventure is about to begin. You know what happens when you take on Lex Luthor? If I die, you die first! Did you ever think that it would end like this? So, like I said, yeah, much different, big mm. difference than, than uh, from um, pretty much anything we've seen. Uh, so basically the movie opens up with Dr. Leo uh, Quintum and his team are exploring the sun. Now, He's not a character we've seen before. Uh, he's, not, he's not obscure DC character. No, I, I did, tried to find him. I couldn't find anything on him. Very similar, I would say, to add to like an Adam or an Adam Strange. That, yeah, very similar to Adam. Strange. That's when Actually, I, I first saw. I thought it was Adam. That's Strange. who I thought too when I first watched <laughs> it and read it. I was like, oh, maybe maybe this is this version or this world, but nope. So uh, him and his team are exploring the sun. They are uh, sabotaged by a booby trap, genetically enhanced time bond clone. Made by Lex Luthor, who Lex is supposed to be working for the government at this time. It was part of his his agreement with because he had been busted for doing something shady. This 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 Lex definitely is uh, is known for being bad and has been caught. So yeah, he's, he's he's not the Luthor, I think. 
like currently, I think in comics or in like in TV series where he's more manipulative. Like actually, if you saw Supergirl, he was that Luther that John Cryer played. It was very similar to the one in the comics. He's very manipulative and all that stuff. This Luther is just straight up bad. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's bad. Just, yeah, he's bad. He's the scientist Luther as well. They, that's the one thing I kind of like. He's probably my favorite version of what is the scientist Luther. I, I love that fact. I mean, he's also brilliant. You know, he's got a mind, but he he can build all this stuff. And and the way he does, it, I mean, we'll we'll go on further in the review. But what I like about this Lex, as always with any version of Lex Luther, he believes he's the good guy. Yep. In every single version, he believes. He is doing right, and that's make that makes the best villains as we talked about. Before. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, uh, and the main reason is, and his biggest hate, you know, has always been with Superman is uh, why should he get the attention? I'm a normal guy. I look at what I've been able to accomplish, whether it was the crime boss, whether it was the scientist Luther that we saw, and you know, the about fifty years ago, or the businessman, you know, philanthropist Luther. So yeah, I was trying to fight that one out. Well, I was going to win. Uh, so Superman stops the clone, but doing so, he receives an overdose of solar radiation uh, that, that has given him increased powers, but at the cost of slowly killing him. So we get this right at the beginning. We find, you know, we understand. Okay, his nature of him is, you know, he, he is able to absorb the solar, you know, solar rays, but too much apparently hurts him. Now, uh, Superman is played by one James Thomas Denton Jr. Uh, Desperate Housewife fans would recognize him um, as what, he played. Uh, Wasn't he the plumber? <laughs> he was best known for playing <laughs> Mike Mike Delfino. I've never watched it, but I'm going to say Mount, I Mike think, Delfino. I think he, yeah, I think he was the plumber or handy guy. Well, and for you yeah. Hallmark Channel fans, uh, Good Witch. Uh, he was uh, on there and actually still is on there. The show yeah, still that, going. Was, actually, I, I, I started watching Good Witch. It's actually <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to get your man <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, no, he he's uh, he has been in a lot of things. Reba, Drew Carey show. I mean, so he he has been around. But again, not your normal voice actor that we see here. And in fact, the cast is not what you would consider normal voice actors oh, either. No, no, it's not no. even that they're like not familiar to the DC world, but like in general, they're not really known. There are some really well known ones in here, but they're more. Like you got to be deep into it. You've got to be like you know inside baseball kind of deep to oh, know who yeah. these people are in the in the uh, voiceover community. Now, one of the cool things about this, I don't know what rewatching it, uh, you've, you noticed, but during when he goes to save the ship by the sun, they, mm-hmm. the the one of the scientists makes a comment. They're like, "How is he doing this?" And he's expanding his 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 force field in a way. And it's always people have always said, you know, how, why does Superman's shirt not bur- you know burn up? Or you know his his you know pants or anything. There for a long time, it was said that he had sort of a, an aura of around him. Mm-hmm. That's why whenever you saw him fight, his cape would get shredded, but his clothes would normally stay intact. And that was because of the he had an aura around him that would protect, like just above the skin, which would include mm-hmm. the shirt, you know, the clothes. And so it was very cool that Grant Morrison incorporated that aspect of it, which was like I said, it's some of the things that you're going to see in here go back to old mythology to Superman, which is kind of fun to to revisit. That's why I like, I, I, yeah, and like tons of like it's it's literally like a call a throwback to all Superman incarnations of the past. Like everything yeah. is in this film, like literally, like it's literally almost like four stories in one. Movie. It is, yeah. There's four stories, and they and they delve into different genres as well in decades. Uh, one of the things I thought that was kind of cool is they this whole concept of an overpowered Superman 
was brought back in the de- death of Superman or the return of Superman when he came back there for about six months, uh, mid-90s. I think he got overpowered to where he became this beef. Like you know, we, you, he was over muscular in the nineties. I think every every animated and it was over muscular. That's, that's the way everything is drawn back. Everything, yeah. Is but muscle. then he got beefier, like veiny, and like absorbed because he was absorbing too much of the sun's radiation. Because when he came back alive from being killed, the way the Eradicator brought him back to life was to over over you know you know over excite his cells. To get him to we're saturating his cells, I believe. Yeah, basically, yeah, okay. and that's I mean, that's basically kind of what happened. So when I was watching, I was like, oh, okay, that's a kind of a, a you know a, a hint and a nod to the '90s Superman, and it, that's where I kind of I was like, okay, this is getting kind of silly. But I, I do know in the Superman genre and the echelon of things going on, he would get overpowered, and then they dumb him down and they get overpowered. This one just he would just went nuts, like to the point where he was like bigger than the Hulk. Yeah, you know, almost abomination crazy. size. You know, when you look at him, large man. So, uh, so Lex Luthor, having orchestrated the death of Superman, um, or sorry, let me see here. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, Luthor, having orchestrated the death of Superman while under the employment of General Sam Lane, who is Lois Lane's father, and he was voiced by Sam um, Lane was Stephen Bloom. Yeah, uh, again, voice. Uh, he's a guy had a pretty deep voice. He does. He uh, did Wolverine. Uh, Sub Zero. He was in uh, actually a, a game you and I've been talking about. He also provided the ga- a voice uh, for the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay. So know. yeah, he's uh, so again somebody that's very big into the into the series. Uh, he actually played Zeb in Star Wars Rebels. If uh, if you oh, any, any because yeah that okay. yeah so again in the voice acting community, but you really got to know you got to dig in to to get to know him. But he played Sam Lane. Of course, Sam Lane's not in that much. Uh, no, so. I- Minute, hot minute. I think that's it. So Luther is uh, is arrested. Um, thanks by the to way, Car- yes, right there. Luther played by the impeccable Anthony Lapagria. And if you don't know who Anthony Lapagria is, man, just look at any the guy has been in tons of films. And at first, when I heard the voice, I'm like, who is this guy? He sounds it threw me off. Yeah, uh, uh, Anthony, I uh, was probably my favorite shows. Uh, he actually just hit um, HBO Max, uh, without a trace. Yes, that's he. Was, that's right. Yep. He was. Yep. Yep, yeah, and that's one of my. I always love watching. Uh, he was one of my favorite parts of that show, and, and uh, like I said, it just hit HBO Max. So if you guys are a Pogdia fan, check that out. Check that one out. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even realize it because the voice didn't catch my ear. But but I liked it. It's like I'm so used to somebody else being Luther. Like for the who was Luther? Voice Luther for the longest time. Clancy Brown, right? Didn't Clancy Brown do Luther? Clancy Brown did Luther through the. Justice League animated. Yeah. He after that it, it altered. Yeah, it it rotated made. out for the most part after after him. Yeah, but I kind of like. I, I always think of Clancy with Luther. Well, I think with you, I think a lot of times when you think of just Superman Justice League, you I think you gravitate more back to them. To that, it, yeah. to that, to yes. that, uh, to that, that incarnation. So because there's a lot of things you bring up, you're like, oh, what about this? I go, that's animated, animated. That's that's all yeah, CW. That's, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so let's see here. So after he is uh, he is arrested, uh, thanks to Clark Kent's article, and he is sentenced to death. Superman is uh, asked uh, Doctor Quinta to keep the news of his impending death secret from the public, uh, wanting to spend as much of his remaining time as possible with Lois. Uh, he does. He, he goes to her and 
kidnaps her. <laughs> yeah, basically, what you yeah, he, you know, he he ta- he takes her and uh, basically he he shows that he's Superman. He's helping her back into his back to her house with the groceries, and before she goes in, he's like, "Hey, Lois," takes off his glasses. Opens up and the she, shirt. And she, and she doesn't believe him. <laughs> none, none of them do. None of them do. <laughs> Later, she's like, "You're not Clark Kent, whatever." Yeah, none of them. None of them do. Uh, who, who is it? Uh, guy from uh, uh, Lois and Clark. Oh, uh, uh, Fugit. Or is it, no, is it, no, it's not Fugit. Shoot, it was one of the time travelers. Yeah. He makes a comment. And he's like, uh, "Lois, you're the you're known in history as the dumbest person." And she, she's like, "What?" And he's like, time. "Puts the glasses on. I'm Clark Kent. Hey." I'm Superman. I'm Clark Kent. I'm Superman. One of, the, dude, one of the best. I saw that with my father, and we were just dying. <laughs> it's a, it's a, like a little scene. He's like, look at this. I'm Clark Kent. I'm Superman. And just that whole yeah. side died. And the, the look on her face, I think Terry Hatcher, who played Lois yeah. back then, just like, like what the fuck? Yeah, when uh, me and my ex-wife, when we first were dating, that was like our show to watch. I would go over. I think it was Sunday nights, I think. Yeah, it was Sunday nights. Oh, yeah, I'd yeah, always sure. go over for, you know, she cooked dinner and we'd sit on the couch and watch watch Superman and Lois and Clark and that. So I was like, okay, she's willing to watch this. That's kind of cool. And uh, I think that's one of the things they like locked her in is just that kind of that smart ass humor that they had on there. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so he takes her up to the Fortress of Solitude and um, – one, I think one of the nicest, again, another nice nod. And he, as he walks up to the fortress, he bends over to pick up basically his doormat. And there's yeah. a key laying on the ground, and he picks it up. And she's like, wait, didn't you used to have a bigger key? Which is a uh, it's, it's a throwback to the old Superman in the Fortress of Solitude. Yep. If you remember, the key was like huge. It was like the almost the size of a human, yeah. basically, and height-wise. And he was the only one that could pick it up because it was made out of um, a dwarf star, I believe. Yeah. Well, he did the same thing. The, the smaller key was just made out of a dwarf star. He's like, you know, she's like, can't anybody pick that up now? And he just put it down on the ground. And as he put it down, you saw like the, the, the ground kind of crack. Yeah. And she, he's like, go ahead, pick it up. So, again, another nice little nod and throwback to, you know, prior Superman. Uh, so, again, like she, like you were saying, yeah, she initially, initially uh, doubts it because she's uh, unable to prove Superman's Kent identity herself. And he even calls her out and goes, hey, you almost had me a few times. Uh, but during their visit, Superman is secretively uh, is, has, has kind of – he's very secretive. He's about you know showing her around, showing her this and that. And there's one room uh, that he you know he's show, walking around his, his zoo. So if most folks don't know, Superman has like an alien zoo up there, and he has a sun eater up there that he's you know it's a baby sun eater. He wanted to save it. Well, as he's feeding the sun eater, she kind of walks off because she hears like his robots doing something. Mm-hmm. And uh, you walk in, and or she pops in, and she sees the robots. What looks like making a version of her, and like showing yeah. her DNA, and like all this. And she's like, "What's going on?" And she uh, she instantly starts getting paranoid because she's been uh, exposed to one of the chemicals from one of those alien plants that's, mm. that's around. And uh, so she she starts getting like super paranoid, like really paranoid. I got to ask you, when they showed the Fortress of Solitude, did you notice anybody else or any other superhero things in there? Because this shows that it's not just Superman in this world. There's a, no, there's a, there's no, a no. moment when they're doing like pan across the fortress and you see, you know. I wanted to ask you about the fortress because you're more of the, uh, the fortress expert, I would say, on this. Because I'm, I'm, you know, we'll get to September, but like. I like the way, like in every version of the fortress. I mean, especially lately when you know, when they walk in. I don't know what that big ship was for. I guess it was like, like a Titanic type ship, and there's like they a all had like just like Batman wasn't the only one that collected 
trophies. Yeah. But I think I saw a penny in there also. There was a penny in and there. Did, there was a ship, a plane. A uh, his, then you see, of course, uh, his parents. His parents, yeah. The, yeah. That, that's, usually the, faithful, right? that's usually the consistent thing that you're going to see is, is always his parents of some Isn't sort. Isn't that recently, though? Because, like, old versions of the Fortress never had that. No, 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 no. No, the recent versions are the more boring, just ice Oh, the dude. older ones. Like I said, this is this leads in and does a lot of nods to the older, older uh, Fortress of Solitude. That's why I'm saying when when Batman and Superman were coming up, you know, the 60s and 70s, they each had a kind of a trophy room. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, even Superman having a zoo, you know, he had he kept things. So yeah, that's nothing new. Uh, but no, there was a chess set on there, and there was a one of the characters was Batman, one of the. Oh, One of the chess pieces, yeah, was Batman. I don't, I don't and he, mentioned, he mentioned Batman because uh, as far as like, uh, you know, when going back to when Lois almost discovered her, his identity, he's like, oh, what about that one time when you were seeing the PC that he said, that was Batman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. yeah, so that's, you know, it's one of those. So they do make nods and, and everything. Uh, so she is startled by robot number seven. He has, I think, 15 robots running around there. Uh, is, she, not Felix? is that the name of his droid? Or is he supposed to have in the fortress? I don't think he, na- they, they refer to it, but yeah, that is the name in like the later books. But I don't yeah. think in this one, I don't remember a, a name coming up. Okay. Uh, so uh, so she started by Robot Seven shooting it, and then Superman with a kryptonite laser because he has he collects his weapons. You know, if somebody's got something out there that's going to kill him, he create you know he keeps it the, the, the kryptonite laser. There's a gravity gun, uh, and there were so a couple other we- other weapons. But when you walk in, she's like, "Oh, you're an art collector," and he's like, "No, these are you know weapons from around the universe." And he course, just yeah. some of them look like sculptures. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> So, uh, so the uh, so the solar radiation having made him immune to the green kryptonite doesn't do doesn't have any effect on him. So Superman is able to calm her down, explaining his caginess as what he was hiding was her birthday present, a serum granting her superpowers for twenty four hours. She is now Superwoman again. A nod Odd, to yeah. something yeah we've seen before, well older comic books. So she or she and Superman uh, stop you know start flying around, and what they what the robots were creating wasn't a, her body. They were creating a super suit for her. Super suit, yeah. So uh, so her and Superman, Superwoman and Superman go flying around. Uh, they go to by the uh, way that design is was from the the forties and fifties. Yes, yep, yeah. You see another design later on in the, in the in the movie uh, that of another very similar. S yeah, from like I think much. the 50s. Yeah. So uh so, so her and Superman stop an attack by the subterranean sorry led by Kroll in Metropolis just as Samson who uh tripped Kroll into uh leading an attack uh, on the surface and Atlas. So and we're ta- referring to some old Those old, are old old. Yeah. Uh, old this is a nod to the Kirby verse cuz Atlas is created by Jack Kirby. And I believe Atlas or Samson was as well. Yeah. So you're getting a you know you know nods to the to, to Kirbyverse. So after the subterranean Sori are uh, returned to the center of the Earth, their leader uh, Tyronko states to Superman that Kroll will be dealt with. Samson flirts with Lois and gives her a necklace, the crown jewel of the Ultra Phoenix. When uh, Superman tells him to back off. He shows Superman's uh, newspaper that reads Superman Dead and challenges Superman to a contest to win Lois. So we start seeing, you know, this masculinity, you know, Much like I'm going to I'm going to beat you up yeah. and just, just trying to steal my girl. Now, Lois doesn't stop him. She's like, go ahead, boys. 
Good. Go do your thing. <laughs> uh, so the Ultra Phoenix travels through time to re- reclaim the jewels Samson had stolen, placing Lois between life and death. So Superman must answer an unanswerable question to save Lois. The unanswerable question is, what happens when the irresistible force meets the immovable object? Well, we know. And we've seen that in WrestleMania 3. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Maybe. Wait, wait. Wrong, wrong podcast. <laughs> wrong podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that thought that the moment Gorilla Monsoon was coming around. Gorilla's doing commentary on this. <laughs> Look at this brain. <laughs> so Superman beats the Ultra Phoenix challenge with the answer being they surrender. Superman then defeats Atlas and Samson in a double arm wrestling match before ridiculous. Sub- that, that was so funny <laughs> when he's when they're both sitting there on the rocks and he's like they both have their arms out. He's like and he just beats them like with ease and the, the whole island shakes. It was hysterical. I can't believe they brought those two characters in there. Yeah, those are like, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, again, oh. Grant, Grant Morrison. He he knows his. I think he's really just when he wrote this book. I think he did it as a love letter to fans of his age because these are things they all grew up with you know when when those when comic book artists are coming up they're they're, you got to think back what we grew up on and like man i i want to draw that i want to draw my those superheroes doing that thing but when you get old enough and you get into the business that thing isn't cool anymore that the superhero is and that and that job is but that them doing that isn't cool anymore well here's grant morrison you know made his bones in the business and became who he became and it's like i'm gonna write a book about what i grew up with and i think that's awesome for him to do that and and it's a way that as younger people are picking up these books you know because these never go out of style uh no. you know people nowadays i know I've, I've talked to a few people online you know they're, they're just now picking up you know dark, dark night you know, and that's like it's blowing their mind just as much as it blew our mind because it's 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 they're timeless books, and this one to me is a timeless book because I, it, I agree, I, I agree, it's right, it's right up there. Yeah. When I read it, I just I thought like, wow, to me, it's it it is a love letter. I think to the Silver Age of Superman, almost saying mm-hmm. like, hey, you know what, this is I don't want to say the end, but like remember all this cool stuff that I read when I was like younger, and yep. this is what I want you to see, and I think you would be doing yourself a, dis- a disservice by not reading it. Yeah. The movie's good too, but like just the book is well, yeah. goes really the book the, the book does a little couple twists and turns that are a little different, but the, like I said, they they stick the landing really close when they mm-hmm. did when they converted it over. Yeah. Uh and again, you just got like I said the the writer on this, you know, who who basically, you know, did the screenwriting, you know, great. We you know what he's done. Mhm. Uh, so so later, uh, so, so Sheriff Power starts to fade. She you know starts falling asleep, so he takes her home and puts her to bed. Uh, later, Kent meets Luther on death row in his death row cell for an exclusive interview. However, the energy in Kent because he's still absorbing all this power still, so he's like oversaturated. Attracts probably one of the, I think I'm going to say it, the best and most fun uh, villain uh, that that Superman has, the Parasite. <laughs> I love the parasite. I'm sorry. Just he's just he's one of those like, man. How do I beat this guy without touching him? I gotta like do something different. And so, uh, but the parasite goes berserk and proceeds to trash the jail. Uh, and it's great because you know Clark is trying to lead and save Lex and try to keep people safe without exposing himself. So Le- Lex really thinks that. You know, he, the, the uh, parasites after 
him, not Clark, mm. who's this bumbling buffoon, this you know, that this bumpkin, as he calls him when he first walks in. Calls him an idiot and everything. Yeah. Well, he walks in and does something, breaks something. He's like, "You bumpkin, get what? Stop doing that." <laughs> so, uh, so, and again, it's one of the my favorite scenes. It's there's not a lot that you know to, to that moves the story forward. But it's enough that there's just so much energy and just watching the parasite. Just I need him. I want to. I need that power. And parasite just running around, you know, just killing people left and right, just by absorbing their life force. And so, no, I was gonna say that I like the uh, different type of versions of parasite we get. This is kind of like the monstery one. Yeah, more monstery than normal. Monstery than usual. Yeah, like there's other versions where he's more like human almost. Yeah, I think the, the last. Well, the newest movie they came out for uh, Superman, he was one of the main villains in there, and he was a little bit different. He actually got to be huge. Turned out to be he started as a guy, then he kept absorbing all that energy and became yeah. monstrous. Well, that's yeah, that's I mean, normally he is he's very uh, I'll throw a Star Trek reference. He's very salt vampire. Yeah, you yeah. know, in, in that he's got these you that's know the, he, these suckers and on his face, and and I, I I love him as the monster. I don't sometimes that. Putting a human face on something like that just isn't right. It's it's like Clayface to me. Clayface is this blob. Yes, he can change and morph himself into something else, but it's that it's that 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 mm-hmm. blob and that that monster. And every good character and good, good hero needs a a, a kaiju esque character. I mean, I, that's you know yeah. how I see him. So so Luther uh, 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 then reveals a that there's a tunnel from his cell for Clark to escape through. Aided by Luther's delinquent niece, uh, Nastasia. Oh, I butchered that one, but I don't care. That's fine. Uh, Luther chooses not to escape as the satisfaction of outliving Superman is reward enough. Clark tells Lois he is dying before leaving to uh, take the city of Kandor to a new planet to thrive. Again, a nice little nod. Yes, the city of Kandor is still around, but back in the 70s, that was a big story. I remember one of the books i had book uh, album book if, if anybody i'm going to really age myself here it was a record that came with a comic book and one of the stories in it was about the city of candor model city of candor yeah that's probably one of the most famous stories out yeah. there. and actually one of the one things i would love to get for my bookshelf is a bottled city of, uh, just cool. uh, yeah, there's i find bottled cities but they're like don't look kryptonian enough so to speak i've seen them out there but yeah, I just want to – nothing big. It's just a little tiny bottle with a city in it. <laughs> it's Almost like a snow globe, man. Yeah, that's, you know, so that's, that's like on my, like my, my, my to-do and, and look-for list. I know in uh, our, our local comic book store, Acme, they've had a, a few. But I think they were Star Trek yeah, they in were. nature. So I was like, no, no, no. I want, I want to – they've got to have it out there. And when I try to look online, of course, there's nothing out there. And I'm like, I haven't oh. seen anything, no. Might have to try Etsy or something to see if somebody's like making them. Yeah, that'd be a cool one to get. So, uh, so he, uh, despite, you know, he's going to take the planet uh, or take the city to a, a planet to thrive, despite it being permanently shrunk. As he does not believe he'll, you know, survive the trip back, Lois denies it, and speaking for their future together with uh, their super children. Now, it's interesting. Something I kind of jumped over when they were in the Fortress of Solitude. He has a device that, you know, he also he has the the Phantom Zone device, but he also has another device he's been playing with that is able to see, and he's able to communicate 
years in the future. Of the future, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Now, if none of you have read, I don't know. I don't know if you got. Well, no, you said you hadn't really read that much of it. Maybe a book or two. Uh, DC One Million. No, I, yeah, I think I've, yeah. The I'm Superman in that his super symbol was the same thing. Was the three z- circles. Three circles. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, I guess when I saw watched it this time, I was like, man, that looks just like one million Superman. I wonder if that's you know a nod to it because I know Grant wrote this after the one million came out because I think one million came out early. Let's see, early two thousands. Superman one million is like basically what he absorbed all the suns and he no, he went into no, he was just went into the sun to live into the sun to you know to to kind of help power it up and to kind of help him out and he had a fortress in there and it's just a million years in the future. The DC characters in that world are about ready to reach their one millionth or his one millionth birthday. Um. So they decide to go back in time and grab Batman and grab some of the his friends that he, when he went into the sun that were alive, so that they're there when he comes out and kind of have a reunion for them. And then they they're basically just switching spots. Oh, okay. So that's... some of the future ones go to the past, and some of the past ones go to the future. You know, and that's when they you know get to see the different versions because you have your different. You know, I, I told you about the one that I thought I think you would love is Batman is the is the police of Pluto. And Pluto is a prison planet, and he has to deal with all of his, all of his yeah. villains there, which is so fun. If you if you get a chance to read that one, check that one out. Yeah. So, so so Clark uh, informs her that uh, their biology is too incompatible for them to bear children. So Clark leaves with Lois, is promising to wait for him for his return. Two months later, go by. So like this jumps. Superman returns to find Metropolis has been repaired. With Kryptonian architecture, and that mm. Earth has been protected by Barel and Lilo, lost astronauts from Krypton. Uh, very similar in esque to kind of a Zod, you know, takeover. Yeah. So, uh, so they follow the trail of the vessel that brought Superman to Earth, and that's how they found out where he was. Uh, to his dismay, the two have less uh, altruistic goals and intend to turn Earth into a new Krypton. Every Kryptonian that finds Earth, except for Superman, and, and it's, it's isn't Super- that so weird? Why does every Kryptonian hate Earth? They they want to just terraform it. Like there's no Kryptonians yeah. respect Clark. He's like, no, we gotta tear, we gotta rip it apart. Like why? <laughs> just like why is why is Superman the only one who's like, hey man, we can just live here. Yeah, you know? we, I can I can be cool here, man. I like yeah. I like the green grass. I like the green grass. Why are we gotta change everything yeah. to like you know, spaceships and stuff? Just let it be, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, God, it had to be a decade ago. They had the storyline of Superman of the Kryptonians showing up, like a bunch of them, and then them having their own the new Kryptonian that was kind of like another planet yeah. in the solar. I thought that was kind of a, a cool twist on what they did. It was now a lot of them. Yeah, but anytime a Kryptonian comes to town, that's not Superman. He always yeah, them. they want to they want to mess things up. So as they fight Superman outside the Daily Planet, Bar-El and Lilo begin showing signs of illness. The two had passed through the remnants of Krypton, thus they were saturated with kryptonite. Uh, To save them and at their request, Superman places them both into the Phantom Zone until a cure is found. And he's told him, he's like, listen guys, I'm dying. You might not find one. I probably won't even have time to find you one. But you can live in a phantom zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he basically exiles yeah. in a nice way. 
I can't save you guys, uh, but you can but, live here. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's and it's not the piece of glass floating through space, folks. This was actually like a, a, a portable zone. You know, they they went somewhere else. Yeah, they upgraded it just a little yeah. bit. It's not the, the shark glass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we talk, I love that thing. We're going to do something later yeah, on. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, so after settling his affairs, Superman proceeds to finish his will and last testament, literally burning it into the wall. Of what the a room. what an awesome scene! Mm-hmm. I don't know what room that was in in the um, his fortress, but basically he's just sitting on some sort of I guess easy chair or throne type thing, and he has this gigantic I guess gigantic candle arm thing like just turning the pages as he's making it through the Kryptonian language, which I thought was really cool. So, oh, look at that. He's got a memoir, man. That book is huge, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so his last one in Testament, and Luther uh, reprogrammed one of the fortress robots to steal the serum that he made for Lois on his birthday. So having the powers of Superman, he's now taken those. Luther's death by electric chair fails, and he escapes, uh, escapes utter fetter. He meets with his niece, Natathia. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. That's a good one. Uh, below one of his layers to continue his plans. Uh, so Superman finishes his will, and when he learns of Luther's secret ally in this, another throwback, Solaris. That's old. The Tyrant Star. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, when, when I heard, heard the Solaris, the Tyrant Star computer was uh, was in there. I was like, what? Like, wow, you going back. That's a Superman sweaty right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> sweaty. So Solaris has actually decided that he's going to betray Luther because, well, he's a bad guy too, and that's what <laughs> they do. So what he's done, he's betrayed Luther by tampering with Earth's sun and turned it blue. Now with his robots, his army of robots – Superman engages with Solaris through uh, in space. Uh, however, Solaris before, is, you, before they head to space, though, there's a moment between the robots and him where they're saying, "Hey, one of you has to stay back. You know, you can all stay back. I got this." Yeah. But the robots and Unison like, "No, we're going to go with you. Like, only one is going to stay. We're going to go with you to the end." I thought that was kind of cool. And, yeah. and plus, you see that old school suit that you were talking about with the old school Superman symbol, which is yeah, that's right. yeah. It's the one you missed right there. I thought that was a nice little nod. And that, that white suit has been uh, around before. Um, I think it's what a radiation suit that's for him when he goes into the sun. He's or, done certain ones. And, and that's one of the things like with Superman, they talk about, you know, he can fly around. Superman just holds his breath really long. He can't breathe in space. Well, because there's no oxygen. So Superman doesn't breathe. He just is able to hold his breath for a very, 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 very long time. So, so there are times when he, if he does have to go for a long journey, you will see him wear a suit or, you know, hitch a ride with Green Lantern. <laughs> In his bubble ring, that's well, it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah, so that suit has been around or a version of that. Uh, so, so with it's like with the robots, Superman's robots, he begins to engage Solaris. Uh, however, Solaris's raw power output vaporizes all of the robots with number seven sacrificing himself. To damage to damage uh, Solaris to redeem itself after being the one who stole the super serum. And he even begin. said it too. He's like, "Hey, man, it was my fault. Yeah. You know, I have to redeem myself and ends up getting killed, but you know, sacrificed himself." Cool little moment. The robots have actually some sort of empathy. Yeah, yeah, they're not just like a, a little minor little plot thing. They're just yeah. uh, they're they're actually you know it's not just they're there to do his bidding though. They they showed you know unity and you know had his back. Uh, all seems lost. Everything just you – know, the robots are dead. Superman's suit is being burnt away by Solaris until Superman's pet Sun Eater 
sacrifices itself to weaken the tyrant star. The 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 the, the, it's the small sun eater comes up and just like envelopes him. You know, it's hilarious. It's like, where, where do you get that? Thing? Where did you get that from? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had it since I was a baby. Yeah, you know? and but uh, but Solaris ultimately kills the sun eater. Uh, overpowers him, but again, you know, the sun, um, Solaris has been depowered, which allows enough, you know, for Superman to destroy him. Clark returns to the the Daily Planet, very ill, collapses upon completing his article. Superman is dead. When the staff tries to save him, and they realize that he has stopped breathing and his heart has stopped, but before they can do anything to help Clark, a superpowered Lex Luthor arrives and attempts to kill Lois. Clark revives and fires a gravity gun at Luther. Uh, so we see a, a nice battle between Luther and Superman. Uh, Superman tells Luther that he has been uh, onto him ever since Super uh, since the Superman Seven robot first malfunctioned. Uh, as his power fades, Luther briefly sees the world as Superman does. He now what? has all of his powers and he can see everything, like the the the. The, the you know the, every atom and in the stars and in yes Lois had that but Lois I think was geared a little bit different you know because Lois was normal as far as like her her intelligence goes Luther's you know uh, has always been you know with this overpowered brain and mm-hmm. now he's seeing these things and things are making sense uh, I mean, and, because everything was tying together atoms like just the way, the way I forgot the way the speech went out but he was just saying like I see how you see things now. Now I understand. Mm-hmm. And he wanted this whole entire little monologue how everything is connected. And, and Superman's like, yeah, that's how I see things. Because he's seeing and hearing everything too. Yeah, yeah. so he, he begins to weep as he gains a measure of understanding of a subatomic and on how to interconnect. The gravity weapon has warped time, causing Luther's power to burn out a, a lot fa- at a faster rate. As his power drains, Luther wishes the experience to continue and he believes that he can solve the grand unification theory uh, but when he reaches for the next vial of serum he realizes that superman has stolen his supply superman <laughs> then destroys the serum over luther's protest pointing out that if luther truly cared about solving the world's problems he would have done it a long time ago uh, luther somberly admits superman is right so we have a a real twist where you know you finally have a villain coming to light in like coming opening yeah. yeah you know what yeah you're right i, I like that that's basically like coming and understand. It's almost like the ending of their relationship. That's what he wanted from Luther all along. Like, hey, just admit you're wrong and actually try to better the world instead of you trying to kill me. Yeah, because there have been a lot of moments where there were, you know, it's like Superman's like, you know, if we work together, we can accomplish more than just me doing it because I'm having to go around, stop your silliness. Mm-hmm. So with Superman's body starting to turn into pure energy, he and Lois embrace one last time and he proclaims his love for her. Once and for all, he gives her his cape as a way of remembering him before he leaves and flies into the sun, seemingly sacrificing himself to save the Earth. Uh, Later, when Lois is sitting on the bench in front of the statue of Superman, Jimmy invites her to attend a memorial service being held for Superman. Lois does not go as she believes Superman is not dead and will return after he repairs the sun. Uh, A nod again. To the one million series, one million, yep. you know, like I get a few, a few of those. Uh, Quantum visits Luther in his cell now. Doctor Quantum, the one that we visited at the beginning of the of the movie, Adam Strange one, yeah, Adam, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, visit, visits his cell now, enlightened from his ordeal and attempting uh, and accepting his impending death. 
Luther, Luther presents quantum with the only thing that could redeem him for all of his actions over the years, a formula to, to recreate Superman's genetic structure through a healthy human ovum. Uh, as Quentin leaves, he sadly amuses, he always said they wanted children. The movie ends with a picture of Superman fi- fixing the sun and Lois' voice once more stating, he's not dead, he's just up there fixing the sun and well, he, when he's done, he'll be back. So we have that that nod of continuing. So that 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 character, that that Superman from the future, yeah, could be uh, you know could still come around. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I mean a lot of nods to past, but also to the future. There was a lot of stories covered here, and I thought it was a, a great story, one of my favorite Superman stories. That that was probably the one story that when you told me about it, I was very. Very negative on Superman. I always thought Big Boy Scout is not really interesting, no depth. And then you were like, "Well, why don't you go read All Star Superman and then get back?" And I and I picked that one up, and I was amazed how good it was. You know, the trajectory it tells of the past and the Silver Age of Superman, and then bringing it back into this era. And obviously, he's a he's a, he's, a, he's he's got a lot more depth than people give him credit for. What I liked about this in this movie, he's actually intelligent. He's not just, I'm going to punch things and use my laser eyes to get out of it. He's like, no, I kind of figured you out, Luther, from the beginning. I knew what you were doing. And I like that when they make him like smart to Cal Atlas. He is smart. He's not dumb. He's not, I'm just going to fly around and beat things up and punch. But yeah, that's what I liked about it big time. All right. So what, what do you, what, what's your, uh, what's your, what's your straight jacket? Uh, five out of five, for, man. Five out of five. five. I, 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 yeah. Uh, I think it's probably the first perfect one we've had, but I, I love this movie. I rewatched it last night. And, you know, because we were going to do it today for the review. And I, I love every part of it. I love the, the way it was the animation style, which are, it's kind of like newer style, but a kind of old style, the way he was drawn. Um, we didn't mention Christina Hendricks from Mad Men was voicing Lois Lane. She was great in that movie as well. So I, I like that. I like all the little nods. And like I said, it's basically like almost four movies in one, but it's done very seamlessly all the way through. And, you know, the ending is bittersweet as it is. Is he really dead? We don't know. And like I said, it's it's a big nod to Superman 1 million. Maybe he isn't a son, and you know that's that's what the movie leaves you at, just right then and there. Like, hmm, is he dead? Maybe. Yeah, and yeah, and you get you get that 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 thought, and then also the thought, you know, well, okay, Luther has, you know, he, he's seen the error of his ways. You know, that's another another great one of not just you know, hey, that the, the villain's got to be beaten down and, and and killed, you know, or 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 he's it's just going to be re- repeating it. You know, I'm mean, I'm going to throw him in an arc. I mean, guess what? He's going to be out in a month. You know, we got to go through this whole thing again. Here we finally see an end to hey, you know, we've I, I see what you've been doing. Uh, very similar to to a, another book I suggested you read, and I don't know if you finished it yet or not, but the White Knight series for Batman. You get this sort of moment with Batman and Joker where he's like, hey, you know, Joker's done. You know, the Batman's now you know has, has now defeated his one and only foe. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that I think that's a great part of having different stories like that. Yes, you can't have that villain going on forever. So that's why the, it's a one-and-done kind of story. Yeah. So what do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely a five. Yep. That's yeah one of the few rare times I would definitely say a five on this. It's just, it's just so good, like, from beginning to end. And like I said, it it, it kind of captures what's in the comic book. Maybe not to the all-the-way points. There's some, some things that's missing, but... It's still the general juxtaposition. They get it, and if you're a Superman fan, and if you're not a Superman fan, watch it. It's it's a good movie, very yeah, good movie. Gr- great story, yeah, great story to, to it. Done, you yeah. don't you don't really have to be a Superman fan to understand or watch. You know, it's you don't need to know the history. 
uh, it, again, he's Superman. You you know the general history. <laughs> yeah, you, you, we, we all know. But yeah, it's kind of like you know the pearls and then you know Batman's parents. We we know. Yeah, we got. You. We know. We've seen we it. We've seen it. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, make sure you do check us out on Heroes Asylum uh, every uh, every other week. Right now, we've been doing coming out. Uh, this week we'll already have a show that came out, but we're also going to have Kane should be dropping a mystery show mm-hmm. here. I'm hoping in a week or two or a couple weeks, or at least by the end, couple, by couple summer. Weeks. A couple yep. weeks. All right, perfect. Yep. And right, then, of course, Kane. You might that show because I think you might have to guest star on it. There's some <laughs> things that want to go over. Uh, but Kane also has his uh, wrestling podcast with actually myself for for right now until until something might change. Low blows and chair shots. Yep, check it out, guys. Uh, episode we'll be dropping an episode soon, so just check it out. Uh, yeah, the world of professional wrestling and everything in between, as I always say. All right, guys. We'll make sure you guys uh, do check us out and get to the asylum. <laughs>